Hey, gorgeous angels. Oh, I'm got Mick. <laughs> you wanted me to go first? Well, I mean, that's the usual. I thought we would switch it up, but you go first. I know, and I I shocked it. I got shocked. And I'm Violet Chachki. <laughs> and you're watching a great episode of No, no Gorge. So a while back, we did a Patreon exclusive where we answered amazing questions. And they were supposed to be like mini episodes, but we got so into it. Well, they were just really, really great questions that I really enjoyed discussing. Yeah, our Patreon community really turns it and burns it. So we thought today we are going to uh, answer questions. (laughs) Maybe ask some questions too. I don't know. We're going to ask and answer questions. We're going to answer questions. So we're doing a Q&A today. Yeah. Very excited. Let's get right into it. I mean, I love answering questions. I feel like I don't get enough good interviews. People ask dumb questions a lot in interviews. I actually think it's something about you. I've like watched so many of... I've watched like a a handful of your interviews, Gorge, and they're always just asking the weirdest shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? You don't want to know anything about her life? Yeah. Well, I think sometimes I also don't understand the tone of the interviews that I'm stepping into. Like, I remember vividly, like, when I was going back to film my Drag Race finale, finale, they were trying to, like, play games with me. Like, I thought it was, like, a serious interview. And they were trying to do, like, fun games. And, like, I guess no one, I didn't have a publicist. And, like, I guess no one told me the tone of the video. But it was literally, like, I remember vividly being so tired. And we were in the theater doing rehearsals. And the social media team pulls me aside and starts interviewing me. And I'm thinking we're, like... What does this mean? How does it feel? The queer community, the queer experience, like artistry, drag, like all your stuff. Ketchup or mustard? I was just like, what? Yeah, I'm glad I flew all the way back to LA for a ketchup or mustard question. Jesus, you really are hitting a hardball here. What's the one that like you, it was like tuck tape or something. You're like tucking you're like so annoyed no all my promo stuff they try to play these fun games you guys me. there's like, this one and violet's so annoying everyone's like katya's like loves it yes and then and then fucking violet's just like the word is tape me tuck balls penis glue because in my tape. brain we're talking about something serious something beautiful something meaningful something special something epic drag artistry like the queer experience queer love like all these things and they're like ketchup or mustard like let's play a fun sport association and i was like what the fuck are you guys here for all my pro- i'm surprised i won because i was such a rotted cunt you did that before yeah wow i'm actually a lot of the stories i've heard i'm surprised to let you into if somebody i know well i don't think i was supposed to <laughs> we that's a whole other episode that's a whole other episode that we can get into but the interview questions, I never know if we're like playing a fun game or we're getting to the, or if it's Barbara Walters. Right. So you just have to roll with the punches. I wasn't good at that until I met you. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty good Because you're a roll with the punches diva. That's my, the name of my game. I know. Roll with Whatever them. you get thrown out, you're like, I'm going to make a joke somehow. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's see if these are Barbara Walters questions or like ketchup or mustard kind of questions. Probably both. Okay, the question is, what are the what's your favorite tattoo that you have and what are some tattoos that you want to get? 
Ooh, my favorite tattoo I have. Ooh, you just got some good ones. I love every single tattoo. It's like so good. Mm. Every single one? Yeah. Which one do you not like on me? Let me see the arm. You know, it's not really about which ones you don't like. <laughs> true, true, true. You go, you Why go. Why don't you like any of them? I know you don't like my Roman numerals. Because you don't know what how to read the Roman numerals. It was an artistic decision. I know I do like it. It looks better I don't than know putting, the imagine I just put it? the date. Okay, so what's the date? Don't know, but it looks cool. If anyone can read Roman numerals out there, we'd love to know the date of mixed transition. Yeah. So we can celebrate it. We should have a party every year. But it's also wrong. Perfect. It's like, I, you, I, I have to add another one at the end, but. <laughs> we can add that in later. Yeah. And so it's like, whatever, it's like a burlesque costume. Whatever just this keep adding. is, plus a one at the end. I think my favorite tattoo, I think it's my McQueen girl, mm. which is so weird because it was kind of my first big one and I was fucking freaking out. You were, you were like, no, nah, I got to get more to fill it. Well, I was so scared because it was literally just up here and I was like. That is in the middle of my arm. Like I stand, it's just right there and there's no other tattoos. It's like insane that where I put that. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I have her now, but at the time I was like, why did I just put a giant tattoo in the front of my arm? <laughs> I think my favorite is the guy next to her. That one is done so well. It's beautiful. Me too. I, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I know he has my eyebrows. Me as well. Yeah, it's supposed to have my makeup a little bit. This my guy. I love him. I know, I love him too. That guy is fucking fierce. Yeah. Like He's great. Oh, I can't believe. What's your favorite? Oh, there's just so many good ones. I know. I, I know my I favorite my of yours. My favorite is this one, or it was until everyone started getting it. I know. Um, John Willie Bizarre cover, which is the books you got me for my birthday. Yes. That one's like the Violet Chachki tattoo. I know. It's funny because I got this one right after Drag Race. Like, I didn't even have this on TV, but for some reason it became very well known. You got tattoos so fast and I had no idea. And I'll look at a photo of I you know. from like not even long ago. I'm like, what the fuck? And I want so many more. Me too. Uh, that's probably my favorite, but it kind of changes. I really love that one. I really love this one here. That's my favorite of you. Like, your use. That's this my, is literally you. No, that's literally my dream tattoo. It's like a fucking, like, a clown with a skull under her robe. But like, this is what I feel. I feel like this represents me as a Gemini very well. Like, oh, that's cute. Um, also, just, like, hiding the skull underneath the clown is very, like, symbolic of, like, me oh I <laughs> the love duality that. I love there's that. a duality it has meaning whereas uh, i just love john willie this is also a john willie um i mean i also love this one will sheldon that's one of my favorites too did this one which is inspired by pierre molinier i have mm. a full tattoo tour on my uh my own personal youtube but there's some new ones like this one's new we got this one with you hinter did that one in seattle um, I actually had an appointment for a Betty Boop tattoo, which is what I'm going to get next. I have so many Betty Boop references Betty Boop. for you. I know. I wanted to. I really, really love Betty Boop, and I just love the different iterations of her. And um, I based my drag name Violet off of Jennifer Tilly's character Violet in the movie Bound, and I think that, in my opinion, she looks and acts like Betty Boop. Mm -hmm. And so there is this like. Something about Jennifer Tilly and Betty Boop and like that sort of like raspy, even my voice, I lose my voice a lot. So there's this like raspy, like sexy, dark haired woman that is like my one of just on the mood board eternally for me. So Betty Boop is probably my next one. And I actually missed my appointment because I was I got a, a booking came up and I had to reschedule. Oh, damn. That's my next one. But I have a ton of tattoos saved that I want to get. Yeah. Uh, I can also tell you my least favorite tattoo. 
Should I guess? Yes. Oh, the castle. Well, there's two. <laughs> Duality. Gemini. I don't like the castle very much. I like the castle. I just, I don't know. <laughs> it looks great in, in like photos well, like, and stuff. You, like, it, like, it fills the space yeah, nicely, but when you look at it, it gets a little Harry Potter down here. And then there's like stippling up here, which I don't like. Mm. I decided. Mm. But, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to, I think it's just part of, you know, like. A journey. You have to have some bad tattoos too. It's just like life, you know. The other one I don't like is this poodle. That's so you. Well, I think it needs a little bit of, I was in a really weird place in my life when I got this one. And I remember being alone in London and being really sad. And it's like how we talk about traveling alone a lot. I remember being in London and being like, I had just like gotten my heart broken or whatever. And I was like, fuck, I just like have to do something. I have to like make a change. Like I have to just like physically do something alone. And I was like, I'm getting a tattoo today. And just like that, like for, I basically forced this tattoo artist to do this. And he was like, not his style. And I was like, and he like, I made him draw a poodle that day. I went and got cash from the ATM and like had to do the conversion and like forced, forced it. I forced it. And I was like in a, in a, not the greatest place ever, but it's like kind of good. Cause I like did something about it. Yeah. But I like forced this tattoo from an artist that I didn't even know because I just was like desperate for change. Oh, I love that. But I kind of do love it now that I'm saying it out loud, but That's I think so it needs cute. a few tweaks. I want to tweak it a little bit. I mean, it's an easy one to amp up. <clears> I like <throat> it. Just like the style of it. I want it to be more like fifties classic. And it just is a bit like, he's a bit and draw. Like I want him to be like really he? cute. It's a boy. <laughs> he has a bow. Oh, right. And a harness. I want him to be like the hard and the soft. He's a boy. Mm, I love that. Aww. And then I'm going to get more. Yeah, more. no, I need to fill up my arms really bad, but I'm like, I have this giant scar on my arm from breaking my arm, and I'm in the process of tattooing its skin color, so I'm trying to, like, get that. It, like, goes all the way down, so I'm trying, like, to do that before I fill anything. But I guess I do have this spot. Yeah, what are you going to get there, you think? I don't know. I always, it's so funny. I only do it in front of me. Well, yeah. <laughs> what I can well, see. Well, I'm even thinking, like, I'm like, okay, well, this is, like, so barren, and it's because I'm like, you don't think about the underside, but it actually, when you move your arm, you see it a lot. Yeah, so, my like, little clown guy, I see all the time know, in photos, and it's he's important in there. to think about. I think Betty Boop will probably go there. But yeah. it's like, at what point do, for me, the arm, right now, it's arms only. Oh. I have my one Buffalo Bill tattoo that I gave the exception for. Yeah. But, like, in drag, for me, in my opinion... I like legs bare for mm -hmm. drag for women. Like, I don't think I don't want anything on my legs. I was going to get a tramp stamp, but I was thinking about, how I was it trying to look. get you to do that. I want a tramp stamp. I just don't want it until I retire from drag. Cause like when you're, when do you ever show your back? In a thong, when I strip down and I'm in a thong, imagine oh a God. thong going over the tramp stamp and it not lining up correctly. <laughs> or like even a back piece, like imagine a bra and like, it doesn't, line up or like there's a dress or like whatever to me arms free game neck torso back ass legs that's when you start when you're thinking about fashion i think that's when it starts to get a little you have to be intentional with it yeah and especially in drag for me in my brain it's almost like i feel like arms are free game a for tram now. stamp that would be easy to like just cover up really fast no i want like a huge i want like a huge tribal slut tram stamp what yes like I want to almost like i thought you around. wanted like a little butterfly swirly doodle i want like a tribal like 
psycho Berlin like grabs up the sides of my. I want it to be like fucked. no. I would not. No. I thought you wanted something like like well, a have to come Y2K. Like yeah, but it's going to be like Y2K, but like updated. Mm. But I can't get it until like we're tired from drag. No. Um, at this rate, I'll be getting it soon. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking think I would be so like how like the masculinization of a neck tattoo is for me would like slay my life. I think like, wow. I feel like it would like say slay my brain. I think you could get away with it and drag your drag is spooky enough, but not for fashion. I know that's what my issue too, is too. I just, that's the thing for a like, neck tattoo. I think arm tattoos, you can still be fashionable chest, but I guess neck. I already paint my neck. I don't know. And also I did that shoot that's coming out hopefully next year where I covered all my tattoos with, and we did that shoot together where we covered all of our tattoos mm -hmm. with makeup. And it's a, it's a lot of work. It is. It but is. it looks – but I it's I love the arms being – just covering up your arms and looking like you have no tattoos. It's fun. Yeah. It's, I, it's doable for a photo shoot. So when we, when we did it, we did a Gay Times cover where we were all in prosthetics, nude, uh, no tattoos, and I loved it. Yeah, me too. It was such a good shoot. I actually don't like it. I don't like being without tattoos. I like need them. But for that editorial, it was great. Oh yeah, for that it was great. I always, I like only want. I think I only want my arm. For now, arms my left. Only. Like I like being able to like go like really. That. Yeah. For like, me, it's I want both arms covered. Well, I have so I'm many. fucking running out of space. If I have little wants arms. To give us tattoos in LA, and we can come film it. Like hit our lines because. We want to do that <coughs> that video where we pick out each other's tattoos and the other one doesn't know what they're getting until it's done. We have to do we that. We have to do that. The one I would pick for you would be fucking buck fuck. Oh, I'm scared. The one when we were originally talking about doing this, the one I was going to do for you, I was going to give you like a cherub tattoo. Um, and then you got a cherub, I think, right? Or you didn't. There is a cherub back here. Yeah, you got that. and That was like after... Um, we'll have to do that video one day. Yeah. And I was like, damn, she just got a fucking chair up. Now I look, don't have my idea anymore. Well, we gotta brainstorm and get on that Pinterest board, honey. Get on my Pinterest board. Are there any fashion designers that we think are underrated or deserve more recognition? I think definitely. I mean, obviously, yes, there's tons. I think Delaria. That's what I was gonna say. Delaria really? Kafikaloo. Yeah. I think she is gonna, no matter what's gonna be. She already is big. No. Yeah. But she's going to be huge. Obsessed. I think there are more designers that are overrated. <laughs> really? Definitely. There's so many overrated designers and there's definitely so many underrated designers. Who's that girl? David that Miss Como. Chalet? David Como. David Como. He's like, underrated. It's every. Oh my God. Every single time on the runway, honey. She, I mean, that is just incredible artistry. So, no, there's so just, there's so many so underrated bad. designers. I mean, it's, I think it's hard now, even in the fashion world, like you sort of have the established crew. Like it's like you've got the makeup artists. Those are like the makeup artists and the photographers and the editors and the crib directors and the stylists. Like there's like, it's like we're almost there where the new guard can break through. Mm -hmm. Like we're getting some up and coming people, but it's really, really hard. Yeah. Um, I think Gareth Pugh's underrated. Oh my God. Is he even? I feel like, I feel like, like he, a major diva. Well, I want people carrying Gareth Pugh bags around the world. Like, I want, like, to be like, oh, there's the Gareth Pugh bag. Well, is he, like, still showing? Because I thought he stopped. And I then someone took the a other break. day was like, he stopped showing. And I, I mean, there's like, a yeah. lot of designers that I think stopped. Like, Henry Holland was doing great for a while. Like, Brian Lichtenberg. There's so many. I mean, I'm saying, like, really obscure people. But there was, like, an era where there was, like, a new guard coming in. And, like, I feel like the old guard just, like, 
won't get off their necks. Um. Yeah. No. I think. I think it's just like you have. I. I don't know. It's just like slowly working in. Like the guy that just took over at Gucci mm-hmm. from uh, J W Anderson. Mm-hmm. That's fuck wild. That's like right. insane. Yeah. Like that's a new angel doing something crazy at a crazy brand, getting pulled to a major fashion house. Like little things like that happening is like crazy. Yeah, the politics of of who's crib-directing what. I don't know. I mean, I think Delara is definitely up there for me. I mean, Ludovic. Oh, my God. Ludovic's great, but Ludovic's doing great. Ludovic's killing it. I mean, I don't know. It's like it's the levels of success. How do you really measure them? You know what I mean? Right. Like, and what's like underrated versus like up and coming. Yeah. What's under? Exactly. What What is that? What yeah, is that threshold? There's so many talented people out there. I mean, so many. Yeah. And there's so many overrated people. So <laughs> I think you're right about that. Like, I think what overrated you... is a better question yeah. because underrated versus up and coming is like so confusing right. to me. Like there's people that are on the come up for sure. Which is everyone we just named. No, there's even more that I can't even think of. Is it Miss Chalet? I'm thinking of who does all the gorgeous pearl work. Uh, there's so many from all different countries and all different places. I, I follow designers so many designers I follow. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that guy who does the crazy like weaving of the, the molding, mold. yeah, the like artist- just yeah. like artistry, artistry, artistry. And it's like, I don't know how you push past whatever threshold they're at. And the other thing is like, some of these people might be content with where they're at. I know what even is the level of like you made it like becoming creative director as one of the major fashion houses. Is it though? Because like, look <clears> at McQueen. <throat> I mean, he was like, this is too much. I can't handle it. This is ridiculous. But I guess and he it's also had like, his own namesake, though, that true. pushed through. Does that even happen like that anymore? Anymore? Um, who is the last namesake that's really pushed through? That's still going strong lately? Like, I don't know, Mark Jacobs? Oh, for sure. From the 90s? Tom Ford, Tom Ford just Tom retired Ford. from his brand, but it's still going strong. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, Tom Ford, like, but Tom Ford said a quote the other day that was amazing. It was like, fashion is a young man's game. You have like 30 to 50, you have 20 years of artistry and then you should 30, tap 50, out. Like wild. But like, I res- he's, I just love that. I think yeah. that's like the chicest thing you can possibly say. Yeah, that is kind. And he's so hot and gorgeous, but the most gorgeous brand in saying that. It's like God, so like, sexy. Need like, fuck You need a houseboy, Tom? Like, Literally, I'll, I'll break your pool or whatever you call it. Just, oh my gosh. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> so hot. I agree. The question is, tell a story of the drunkest night you've ever had. Uh, I don't remember it. That's the st- Well, I would say that Saturday at the Seafood Red was probably the most. For you? Well, I don't remember anything. I also, well, mm. I think your Ibiza days go hard. Which one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yours don't. I don't know if that was the me. one at DC Ten for me. For me, yeah, that was crazy. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, it was. What's the drunkest you've ever seen me? The drunkest, the worst I've ever seen you. Madonna. Yes. Yeah. 100%. If I could erase a night of you being drinking on from my brain, it'd be that night. Yeah. That was awful. <laughs> awful. Mick comes like from a... I mean, me and Mick are still like recent friends, you guys, like in my brain. Like we're what, three years deep? Yeah. 
I don't know what was going on before I came along, but sometimes you act out of pocket and you've gotten better at it. But my God, this night I was almost about, I was, you were acting awful. Yeah. Well, you do the same, sweetie. I'm not saying I'm perfect. Me just like lightly saying hers and then her going off on me. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, let me, can I imitate you or no? No, just relax. <laughs> what the heck? Like, well, I'm saying like, you've oh, got. Oh, yeah, that one night for you. That was silly, huh? And then you well, were we're like, trying to tell we're this new friends. I almost ditched this bitch. She's fucking crazy. I... But you got better. Oh, my God. No, I didn't. You got funner. <laughs> Perspective is a wild thing, you guys. But Mick will get in these modes, which was happening this night when we when I was performing. We were we were working a Madonna party in New York for Pride. What last summer? Yeah. And you get in a mode where you are hell bent on raging, like no, well, there's no other option. Nobody can like. I had just performed. I was like so exhausted and tired, and had rehearsed, and I was just trying to like chill and have a cocktail. And Mick is like. Fucking bitch, let's go, let's do shots, come on. Yeah, I'm like shoving and pushing and pulling and dancing and grinding and kicking and flipping and dipping and turning. And I'm well, like, well, in my brain, oh my I'm giving, God. Like, in my brain, my dream is that, like, I just want to get drunk all the time and fucking destroy hotel rooms and be Tommy Lee and punk rockers. And I want to, like, be, like, throwing things. And that's what's in my brain. It's like, right. I just get drunk and I'm like, I'm literally Tommy Lee. Like, I'm a literally Ozzy Osbourne. Like, I'm a literally, like, Megadeth right now. Right, right, and right. like, like charge the like give the fucking bill of my team. Like, fuck, I'm so fucking punk rock. Like, and <laughs> give the bill to my team. <laughs> yeah, like who's who? Rachel's like, hello. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm hardly ever in that mood. I think I'm more like, no, you've never been in that mood. I'm like, life. let's see what the vibes are, babe. Let's catch a vibe, and like I vibe it out, and then if like we take it from there. I don't force. I'm a pusher. You're a pusher. I'm a pusher, and I like to swing from the chandeliers. You do. So that's your worst night for me, 100%. So you, what's my worst? For me? Well, I didn't know we were playing that game. We I, are. Personally we're... for me. Personally for you. Um. You don't think it was Seafood Rave? No. DC 10? Mm, well, that was like probably the drunkest you've been, but not for me. Okay. There's like a bunch. Well, pick your top one. Um, only the recent ones are coming to my brain. Only like Am I dead. an alcoholic? My yeah. God. Like, there was this one party that I was just like, you got drunk in the tunnel. Oh, my God. I what? was just like. Um, in it the was, tunnel? No, no, no. And just like your tone, especially if there's boys around. You just hate when I flirt with people. No, because you won't. You like shut down. You will not talk I'm to me. You won't person. look at me. Like if we go, like it's like back to me, like boy only, and then like leaves me. And I'm like, oh. but come on, let me have some fun. You can definitely have fun, but I'm like, and I okay. really try letting you. I'm like letting. I'm like, okay, well, we came. I was like, I'll just do a lap by myself, a couple laps, and like get a drink. If by there myself. was a boy that you were talking to, I would be a good wingman and be like, yes, bitch, get you it. are a good wingman, and I open it up to you, and I like bring you together, and we like hang out, and it's fun. You like are like the me way that I was a world. wingman for you the other night, like you were, but see how we were all like together. No, we. I literally took bitch. No. 
there was there was a guy that you were trying to talk to, and I knew this, and he came with a date, and I was such a good wingman. We did not all hang out together. I grabbed his date and pulled him to the side and entertained his date, juggling for the date, <laughs> juggling so that you and the main guy could have alone time together. Right. I, we were not all hanging out together. We were. I was strategically getting you two alone together. And you did. And a, I did. For a second. Okay. Yeah, but. So, and then I think you got a kiss out of it, actually. Because of me, because of me and my wingmanship. You got when I I get no wingmanship. It's just well, Violet's not hanging out with me. That is not true. I am the best wingman ever. Mm -mm. I just don't like strangers in general. And you think I'm a little girly that needs protection? Because you do. You become (laughs) like the most psycho little girl that I've ever seen. I'm like, what are you? I'm a big girl. You're not. Little small girl inside. Outside, big, big girl. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's definitely wild. You become a girlie and I become a psycho, so it's wild. And together they had a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've also been drunker than all of that. I've also been drunker than all of that. One time in New York, I was at Horse Meat Disco and I couldn't even walk. And I had to... I was alone. For I've some carried. Reason. Remember that one time I carried you out of fucking Rhonda. No. <laughs> it was crazy. I, mean, I don't. I believe it happened. Literally, it was Buck. What? What was I saying? You were just like dead. It was so scary. <gasps> oh, I fell asleep. You fucking had the club. Oh my god. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you guys, I'm getting better. But in my when I first started going out when I was like I don't know 17, I would get wasted at the club and fall asleep yeah yeah and i carried her out one time and i was like this is the scariest thing oh my god and i had to get through the crowd i was really like laying down at ronda in this part of los lobos where there's like couches like it's a very like comfy zone area there's like it's very loungy and comfy and i was like i I was resting my head on your lap i remember (laughs) and i just like dozed off and then i remember waking up and being like mick i just fell asleep we've got to get out of here now now we gotta go we gotta go and you did have your arm around me and we got me in a car and I went yeah. out. That's funny. No, we definitely both had crazy crazier nights. nights. In New York, I think I was drugged. I couldn't walk. I think I like took a sip of someone's drink and it, I was drugged and I remember I was all alone and I was like truly like cl- like clutching onto the walls and try- and somehow managed to get into an Uber and I remember I threw up in the Uber but I pull I was like pull over pull over pull over pull over and I managed to throw up outside the Uber. Oh I'm like drunk, but I'm responsible. Like I'm like, get me home now, or like right. pull over the car, or like. Before I transitioned, I'd get drugged all the time. So it was crazy. It's like girls out there, careful. Drugged. Drugged at the Abbey. Yeah, I got drugged at the mm. Abbey. Yeah, so weird. Like guy, definitely watch out. Like especially in the gay bars, I feel like girls put the guards down. Right, and then especially at the Abbey because the Abbey. A lot of straight people go there. Yeah. It's not just a gay bar. Yeah, I transitioned. I stopped getting drugged. I just don't think gay people waste their drugs on other people. Right. They're like, I want to pass out. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's for me and my friends later. (laughs) This is a great question. If we had to do a redemption runway from our original seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, which runway would we redo? I would redo my beads runway. 
Well, I made it and it was so annoying because I was trying to go for like a 60s like mod, mod vibe and I wanted to be like covered in anal beads. But because of the pandemic, I could not get my hands on a ton of anal beads. Mm, Should have called me. Did you have a anal bead? Always. Really? Baby, they're in me right now. Well, girl, and then I randomly was like, like gung ho on doing a red look. And you like they don't make red sex toys, and I think it's like a blood sitch or something. Uh, like there's no, and so I had to hand paint them all, and it was awful. Gung-ho. And now I would go. Was that a word? <laughs> yeah, no, okay. you used it. You used it properly as well. I was very impressed. <laughs> and I, I think going back now, I would do more of like a, almost like a, just like a normal beaded fringe, gorgeous gown yeah, that's like our, just like hundreds, of, a thousand anal beads, like gorgeous, all stoned yeah. anal beads stunning it would be so gorgeous yeah but didn't have enough and i put like i knew i like super didn't have enough so i needed like something to like distract so i put these i bought giant googly eyes from michael's and i spray painted them red okay. so they looked like really Do- big dots dots looking <laughs> so those are googly eyes on it um i mean i that's the gagatandra outfit yeah, yeah. I is. mean, to me, that's probably your most one of your most like iconic ones. You know, a diamond in the rough. No, I re- well, I can tell you which one I did like. I don't know which one. I don't know if I like you in the rainbow latexy thing. You hate that look. I don't like that look. It's I, not you. It's not me. That's not but that you. Was like, that was like the point. No. It was like day and night, and it was like supposed to be. And you don't have sh- a day look. It's rainbows and butterflies and mm-hmm. candy corns and. Well, if I it's went Jade Jolie, if like you can't do a day look without if being. If I went a back fucking, on Drag Race, I would be. I have like an aesthetic now, and so I'd be like, "Oh, it's like got Mick day and night." But back in the day, I was like, "I have to show versatility." True, true. I'm true. showing them I can do everything. I and do at know that, that mentality. See, that's what I was doing too. I was like, "I gotta be blonde. I gotta be brunette. I gotta be redhead. I gotta do silhouettes. I gotta do leotards. I gotta do big, little, small. I gotta give them yes. everything." I was like yeah. making sure, and I wore a pink lip and a ginger with like a rainbow. I was like, yeah. "Honey, you I have to do it all. all. You gotta do it all." Uh-huh. You're right. There is that mentality going on and, and that's I, the right mentality to have to showcase range maybe not though these days i don't really know anymore i don't know either anymore but i would never go back and change hair colors unless it was like a specific hair color runway yeah it is odd i feel like nowadays you it's like they to, don't want you to do that much versatility but they want you to like do black hair until like michelle's like says something and then you do blonde <laughs> i just think i don't really know it's and everyone's like yay it's a different game now um I would redo, I think, my green runway. But I still really like it, too. The V-neck thing? Mm-hmm. I like that one. I like it, too. I think I would have just had a, maybe a bigger... I would have done the exact same thing, just bigger feather, more feathers. Actually, I can't remember all my runways so long ago. <laughs> there was one that was, like, your best drag or something that was, like, odd. Oh, right, the pants. What was that? They were YSL. It was just gorgeous <laughs> YSL tuxedo pants. Well, I had a gown, but I had just, I had a pink gown that was like gorgeous, like Hollywood glamour, like velvet, rhinestones, gorgeous pink artistry, just like gown, like pageanty, like gown. And I had just won the Hello Kitty challenge in all pink. Major. Oh, see, here it comes again, the versatility. So I was like, okay, I just wore, and I also already wore a gown for the Despi Award. So it was like, Gorgeous. gorgeous yeah like the gown yeah like Isaac Mizrahi he was like that's you look like and I felt gorgeous like so I'm like I already had a stunning gown moment right. I've already worn 
an amazing pink look that won me the challenge of the week before. All I have left is this one pink gown, which would be like best drag. So I'm like, why does best drag? And then like, and then I'm like, every single other bitch on that stage is gonna wear a gown, right? And they're gonna have drag big jewels. It's gonna be pageanty, right? So I'm gonna stand out as the bitch in pants and a top hat. And it worked, and it was a big drama and a big controversy. A drama. Pants on the runway. Oh, I start. Yeah, you started that. You started that issue. Well, really, um, was Mystique Summers Madison was the first one to really do it. But I really drove it home. (laughs) Pants on the runway. And the pants on the runway was a theme. But I, they were YSL tuxedo pants. I was wearing a hand beaded, gorgeous, like vintage burlesque bra, a fully rhinestone hat. Like I had neck. Like it was like judged. But you know, in the scene in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, where the editor of Vogue comes to the party, mm-hmm. I forget her name, Christy. No, not, not Christy. I forget her name. Lisa Lauder. Lisa Lauder. I don't. Lisa know. Lauder. Anyways, one of the A group from the um, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion comes to the reunion, and she's this huge, big, successful editor of Vogue, and everyone's wearing little dresses, and she's wearing a white suit, almost like Celine Dion, and she just walks around. With her hands in her pocket, and she's just like, you know what, Christy? They've got a fun, frisky use of color. Nice lines. All in all, I'd have to say they're really not bad. They're as deluded about their lives as they are about those hideous clothes. (laughs) Actually, Christy, they've got nice lines, a fun, frisky use of color. All in all, I'd have to say they're really not bad. And then she walks away with her suit and her pants. And I was like, that was my mood board for the vibe. Because you were also, this episode, supposed to, like, give why should you win. It was like, why should you win and not your competitors? And, I and wanted, that's why? Well, I wanted to just be like, I mean business. I'm here in a pants. I'm here in a tuxedo. I mean business. This is not a game to me. Mm-hmm. All these bitches are in gowns. And I'm here to tell you guys the fucking tea. I'm a businesswoman. Best drag and I'm is giving such you a crazy biz- category. Businesswoman specials. And like, exactly, it's up for debate. Best drag could be anything. I'm wearing YSL and a beaded bra on a court. Like this, I feel my best right now. So fuck you. Yeah. I'm getting heated again. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God. 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, My green runway was not my favorite. I like how you contoured your boobs in that. It was like, yeah, I used to do that a lot. It was interesting. But like, I still like it. I just think I would have a bigger headdress. Beyond that. I think they were all pretty solid at the time, in the time that yeah, they were no, in. Yeah, you were great. I would just add more feathers to that green one and make it huge. Yes. I love that. Cool. What is your favorite project that you've ever worked on? Worked on? Hmm. Like done? Oh. Well... I think the projects that we're working on right now behind the scenes that we can't talk about are probably going to be our favorite projects. Um, I think for me, my solo tour. Yeah. And also this show. Yeah. I think No Gorge is probably my favorite projects that's currently being worked on. and Never ending. Never ending. <laughs> but my solo show, I think um, I really love drag in that world and my solo show was definitely the highest production value solo touring drag show in the world i'm gonna yeah. just put that hat on it was so much work and such a big production uh we've talked about this in previous episodes even with dita talking about how 
nobody wants to do production like that anymore. It's easier just to sit on, you know, do a podcast tour. Like, but no, I'm like, I want the bells and the whistles and the this and the that and all these crazy outfits and crazy changes. And it's like way, 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 way more work. And you make way, 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 way less money. But it was like, I just remember feeling such a sense of accomplishment and um, I would do it again. Yeah. I would fucking do it again. I truly love showbiz in that aspect. And I, and I think like, I remember we did it a few cities. We did it like I did it in LA and it was sold out. I did it in Paris. It was sold out. I did it in New York. It was sold out. Like selling out a theater and having everyone be there solely to see your art is such a rewarding feeling. And I'm, so lucky and so grateful that I've been able to do that and hopefully I can continue to do that again. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, and then of course this project, I love my, my song with Ali X. I'm really yeah. proud of that and creative directing and my, my song fade to gray. Yeah. I creative directed the videos. I styled the videos. I put everything together. Um, obviously I sang. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like everything that you work on is like, it just becomes like your baby and we get to do so many different things that it's crazy. Like yeah. I, this next year, there's so many crazy projects coming out and just thinking of like the past projects. It's like working on no gorge was just such a, it's like our baby and it's it such a different baby. type of accomplishment. I'm so proud of that. And then like writing book was like crazy. And that was like a totally different kind of thing though. Right. And it's just like, everything is so different and teaches you so many different things. So it's just, just insane and the stuff you have cooking for next year is fucked in the head i'm i know so excited for some of it i know it's crazy and i'm like I've i'm like, like putting myself on the creative directing board i'm like i'm helping with that no i know because it's like so fun like i've been like working on fucking music for like two years now it's just and insane. you guys it's actually good yeah <laughs> It's actually good. No, it's really good. And it's so fun. And like I'm and obviously like um your song with Ali X was so good. And then you did like so like so good. And you like learned lessons. Like you've done albums and stuff and you've learned I've lessons learned about lot. videos and stuff. And so you've been teaching me so many of those lessons. And so I've been trial and erroring and trying to figure out for this well, next music year how industries. to execute that. And then my Something other else. projects are like my dream. That I've like always wanted in my life. Like I went to school for some of it and I'm like executing this year yes. and it's just crazy. And I'm going to tour with it. And so I'm like, whoa, if I'm going to do a solo tour, like I need to start planning it. Yeah. And I've been like learning so much from your crazy it's thing. a lot it's, of work. Yeah, it's like so crazy. But it's but. really rewarding. I mean, the stuff that we're both cooking up for next year, one of my dream projects is coming out. Your dream project's coming out. Yeah. Which is fucked in the head. Are we it's insane? Crazy. Well, no, it's like, I think I said this. I mean, I don't know when this episode is coming out. But one of our other podcasts, we were talking about how we, two years ago, we had to just like rebuild our lives. Mm -hmm. And we built a full new foundation. And then 2023 was all about kind of executing it and being like, all right, girl, we built it. Now let's do it. And then 2024, it's finally coming out. And it's been two years and like the making of like, my shit together. Not even like the workload, the way that. It's like, I, I think we're working really hard right now, right? But the way that it's going to get harder next year the, with the workload. Yeah. Like, we have to, like, actually maybe mentally prepare ourselves for how insane it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, it's a different type of thing. It's all, like, di just... all different types of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Like, 
a fucking tour is different than this and different than a book and different than music. And, well, it's, and then it's like, like it's I'm doing all a house. It was, I'm like, oh, but God, I, I even when I toured with Dita, that was an amazing project I did. There, and then I'm like, my, I'm doing my house. That's going to be a great project. There's so many projects. So many. And um, they're all just so differently hard and crazy yeah. and fun. And you learn so much and everyone. So I don't even know. But yeah, we've been doing dope art. And it's fierce. I can't believe how many out, like, how much drag I've done in my life. No, you've done a lot of drag. You've been doing really... Wait, you got on Drag Race like eight, seven, eight years ago? We filmed it in 2014. It's almost 10 years. You've been doing drag at like the highest level for 10 years. We filmed it in 2014. It came out in 2015. That's crazy. Like, think of how many outfits that is in 10 years. No, but like even before I got on Drag Race, I was doing drag since 2011. And I was, but when it, you get I, on Drag Race, it's like the, it's just like a different, it's like a different game. I know, but before Drag Race, I was doing new outfits three times a week. Right. Oh, and there yeah, are pictures, there are pictures of every time I've gotten in drag, there's definitely a picture being taken of me. So it's like, I'll see pictures. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And I'm like, I can't believe like I did that all. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's my, it's like actually overwhelming me. Like even I was like in my archive and like cleaning up my closet for the mi big move, which sidebar, I'm having a huge moving sale and there'll be tons of clothing and furniture for sale because I'm a hoarder and I have a shopping <laughs> addiction, but I was cleaning out my closet and I was just like, like panic attack, like, whoa, like what am I doing with all of this stuff? Like yeah. costumes and wigs and shoes and makeup and jewelry and outfits and wardrobes and archive and this and beads and feathers. I'm just like, I've been doing drag too long. Like it's just like, it's no. so, I can't believe it. But at the same time, you're just getting started. I know, but how do I, I'm at the point where I'm like, well, how do I decipher what is keep and what is get rid of? Like the drag is getting to the point where it's so good, I can't get rid of it. Like it I used know. to be like, oh, thrift store crap. Like I know. Now I'm like, I can't. I have to. I'm running a showroom. Yeah, you should definitely archive most of it. It's insane. I don't. It's overwhelming. I can't even think about it. You just give me anxiety. <laughs> the question is, what would be our ultimate creative project if we had no budget restrictions and full creative control? I would do a full movie. Like what? What? Oh what, what brand was doing? A films now and we were gagging YSL A24 I think oh. it was like YSL or something wasn't it crazy some, and we were like some what fashion the? brand like yeah. that would be my dream like a full hour long fashion film of like and it would be like campy I think you're thinking too small babe what do you want to go to the moon mm, no I think I want to open a chain of clubs all around the world that are like the fiercest show you've ever seen in your entire like a business life an empire where there is like I'm creative directing the entire show. The the food. This it's like a Michelin star. It's not even Michelin you star, hate it's Michelin, Michelin star. star. But the food is like world renowned artistry. And it's in like all major cities. It's the most gorgeous club ever. We have like fashion line that goes with it. The costumes are like there's versions of it that are for sale. It's like a fashion show. There's like choreography. And then there's a full blown like show. Like a TV show about like the behind the scenes, and it's like you're just saying you want to do everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's all around. It's like if I if you've noticed, all my favorite shows and movies are all about show business. Like I love show business. I've learned, and like 
I would love like how they do that like below the deck show. Is that what it's called? Where they like are all below working deck. whatever on a yacht or whatever. Yeah. Or it's like selling sunset where it's like they all work in real estate. Like a reality show about with each of the cities and how they operate and who's the show, the main show girl, and like all this shit. And it's like full blown artistry. Then there's a documentary about the whole thing. So you just want everything. Everything. No, I just I like when we were watching Austin Powers the other day mm-hmm. and we were like, oh my God. I was just like, if I had a billion dollars, remember we were talking about that? Yeah. And it was like, if we could just make a movie right now, if I had unlimited budget, I would just do that all the time. We would just get really fucked up and write down ideas and make touch. Right. Be like, okay, let's just make this movie. I don't get why people rich people don't do that all the I time. I don't know if I was rich, I would well, if I was there's so many things I would do. Like, I would literally be like, yeah, like, let's open a club. Sure, whatever. Moving on. Like, business. You run it. My friend runs it. Like, fucking movie. I want a movie. I want to do that. That would be so well, fun. Well, I just watched this movie, Dicks. It's a musical by gay people about shit people. And it's- Everyone's been telling me to so watch that. So, me and Vincent watched it together. It was, like, niece, fucking hilarious. And it was, like, a concept. They definitely just got so stunned and were like, let's actually make this movie. And they, like, I guess they did it. I don't know how they funded it, but it was- Stunning artistry, hilarious, and it's definitely like what you're talking about. Just like let's make a movie. Literally, like you could do the, your own music for it, like everything, like fashion, artistry. Like if I had unlimited budget, unlimited budget, I'd be every like, fashion house in makes... the world would have a body dummy of me. Yes. They'd all be making me custom yes. outfits twenty four seven around the clock. Right. And put them in a movie. To put them in a movie about <laughs> there'd be multiple movies. I'm sorry, there'd be a scripted one. There'd be a documentary. There would be. Uh, a full review major cities I'd be running businesses I'd have a full team there'd be body doubles of me in every major metropolitan city that has ateliers making couture all 24-7 yeah no 100% I don't even get why every rich person doesn't have that so weird I don't know and I'd also do some sort of like if I was like Endless budget, like multi-billion. We're talking like Jeff Bezos. Like how? What's like what are unlimited, honey. unlimited, more than Jeff. Bezos. I would definitely solve a world issue. Also, a hundred percent. And they'd have to rename the world <laughs> after me. Person. I don't know. Like I would have to solve world hunger or something. There, if I truly had unlimited budget, there'd have to be something that I would solve, and there'd have to be like a foundation in my name. We or like talk a statue. about this all the time, though. It's so weird. I'm like, I think there has to be a conspiracy theory about why that doesn't happen. Because to me, that doesn't make sense. That Rich people aren't doing that. I feel like they are, but in like small little tax write-off ways. There's just no way that if Jeff Bezos know. could actually solve world hunger, he wouldn't. Like I just don't I don't get that at it. all. I do not because in my it. brain, it's like you'd be famous for the rest of time. Not even right. Like, like forget the philo- philanthropic aspect of like solving world hunger. Right? Like beautiful, like artistry, like poetic, loves it. You would be like. The king of the Literally. world forever. So even what do you if mean? you were like, a dick, like a bad person who doesn't care about solving it, you're like in it for the fame. You're in it for like other reasons. Like I do not get it. There has to be some weird conspiracy that you're like not allowed. Illuminati. Like Illuminati's like you're not allowed to do that, babe. Like there has to be a higher. There has to be a, a high and a like, low. There's like just a, no way to me because you know or all like those, the like, housing, like or even just even just yes, even smaller scale, well, like the housing see those crisis. Tweets where it's like if Jeff Bezos gave everyone a million dollars, we'd still be fine, or like something. And I'm like, right, right, like. Like he like there has to be a, like a weird Illuminati law. I just I think. don't know, or is it just I don't know. Can we call him up? Yeah, yeah. Hey Jeffy, hey, riddle good. me this. Or it's like even just like on a smaller scale, like okay, like uh, we live in LA. There's a huge housing crisis problem. If I was unlimited budget billionaire, I would open the most artistry, multi tons of them. I would buy these warehouses downtown, 
open up rehabilitation centers that have housing and make, create programs, create jobs. Yeah. And fund the whole thing and it'd be named after me. And I would, they need to erect a statue of me in, of my choosing somewhere. Erect. Yeah. We need more LA monuments anyways. I think so too. We need a Statue of Liberty of LA. We were just talking about this Yes. Uh, I'm I, like, yeah. we need a new statue it up is, in this bitch. I think we at least just need a few more buildings up in there. The skyline's like barren. Yeah, like let's we do need something funky. I think so too. Maybe the homeless shelter rehabilitation center. Could be funky. Halfway house is a gorgeous. I want to hire the most amazing, modern. I want to create a new architecture style. And have that be the building in LA, and that will right. be the rehabilitation, homeless, we make an, wellness <laughs> center. Or we can make for it like peace. the Gothic Quarter. We create a Gothic Quarter in LA, and it's for homeless people. <laughs> but it's like gorgeous, and there's like yeah. all the resources they need. There's infrastructure. Yeah. See, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I could, we could keep going. We have more no, ideas. there's like a reason it doesn't happen. There's just no way. I in also my brain. would launch my own like. Fucked fashion line. There's so many things. So fun to think about. I know. Yeah, but if I only got to pick one project, you went on crazy. <laughs> well, it's just so... <laughs> well, it's just like, it seems like rich people are kind of like lazy. Like, why would you do any... Like, if you don't have to do anything, like, why would you? What? Well, mm, for fun. That's what I don't get. I'm like, I would just what make do they the movie. Do for like, I'd I be don't like, know. So I'm in this scene. I'm wearing full custom Gucci in this yeah. like, scene. I'm wearing full yeah. custom Prada. Absolutely. This season, I'm wearing full custom McQueen. I'm resurrecting him. He's making And I'm it. getting full-blown acting and dance classes. And we're doing full musical. Beyonce is going to teach me. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's yes, so weird. Yes, yes, yes. Like, in this movie, would be so fucked. I would buy out every theater. And, like, it would just be like, I would have the only movie. I think movie would be there for me. If I got to pick one. I'm not picking one. Okay. I'm doing it all, all or nothing. Okay. No, if you have endless budget, why would you get one? If you, there's no, if you have well, endless budget in the world, why would you get one project? No. <laughs> it's end, the whole point is that it's endless. Well, the whole point was that what project went you to? Well, first I would open up all the cabarets. My world peace plan, start, plan starts with my restaurant scheme. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And then it just snowballs. Yeah. From there. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, once it becomes a business, then I have even more money. Then I can really solve world problems. But it's well, first I probably start with local. <laughs> Cut <laughs> it out, you. Well, first I'm gonna start local. Well, I probably would solve and the then... housing crisis here <laughs> first. I would start with an LA cabaret. <laughs> then I would use the fun. I would do fundraisers at the cabaret to help fund the. You don't need a fund. <laughs> I would get the community involved. Look, we're making it up as we go. Look, cabaret and homeless shelter. Unlimited budget. It's, what it's the do? same project. Unlimited it's, budget. What we do? I would start local and have a fun. Well, you know what? I said philanthropic things and you said a movie. <laughs> Look, maybe up. it's a cabaret and a homeless shelter. Okay. It, like this, we split the building. I'm doing both. Fuck it. I'm doing what, all of it. There's no budget. Okay, okay. That's funny. <laughs> Cabaret on the shelter. And I'll do a movie. <laughs> Let's do one more. What was your favorite fashion show you ever attended? 
Oh, you guys. Well, I literally just started going to fashion weeks in the past two That's years. So I've only been to like a handful of fashion shows in my life. And I've literally, I'm not to be lame, but I've literally had the best time at almost every one. Like Violet can ask. I'm so positive. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I think my most surprisingly excited one ever was my first Cavalli show. It was like so rock and roll. And I didn't know Fausto, the creative director yet. And I was like, what the fuck? Because we had been going to very like high end, very like structured diva shows that were like chiller. Yeah. And then that I was like, artistry this can be like fashion week can be crazy so i was gagged at that it's hard to pick there's just so many different things i know what's your what's your flavor well i mean it's yeah is it like a memory because like your first time you went was major right that's what i'm saying my first time i went to Mew Mew is like such it was such a transformative moment for me yeah um with my dear friend Fabio Zambernardi, who's no longer with the Prada group, but he's really the one who saw drag and saw what we were doing on Drag Race as beyond just cross-dressing, you know, and saw it as a fashion, um, as real creatives, you know? So it was that was probably the most significant one and most right. validating for me as an artist, which is important, but like, there's just so many. I mean, it's like. I know. It's like, is it a memory? Because I also like that one Versace show I went to where mm-hmm. I was like the season I was in the campaign. It was like the best memory because it was just like that was like a staple. In, in my, your moment. Like a dream for me. And then we all went to like Gianni's house after like and it was with Donatella and it was just the, the craziest. Yeah. It's like a memory. But then like show. Well, then it's like going to a Scaparelli Couture show. It's like I'm like. Yeah, like I feel like I'm at a museum, watching a live museum unfold right. in front of my eyes. It's like such artistry, like yeah. gorgeousness. And then it's like, or is it like, is it going to a Jeremy Scott show in New York, like sneaking, like, or is it walking a Moschino show, like, and or seeing right. one of Jeremy's last shows that we barely made it into, where it was like Which, that artistry was acting. and acting and theatrical and beyond belief. I feel um, like no matter what, that always might be one of my faves, just because of the act. Thing it was and the so artistry, like, and I could see the references, and it was like, it yeah, was just, like it was a great moment for him, and 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 beautiful. Or I went to that show where Lady Gaga walked her Mark Jacobs and <gasps> the boots oh with all God. those boots. I could did. not believe you went. I to was that. at I that show, gagged. and me and Fame were going, and we were running so late, and someone was sitting in our seats, and we had to like the show start. We like walked into the show, so we were so late, and mm. but it was such an iconic show. Um, Gaga was walking, and it was those boots. It was like. The era of that boot. So, so like, that's such a crazy moment that I got to experience. Um, I mean, there's just so many. I'm like a huge Rick Owens fan. And we went to Rick Rick Owens. Owens. And it was kind of right around when, like, he really was, like, popping off with women's wear. And Mm. I, like, wasn't even, like, aware. The sequin. And it, like, changed my world. Even I got to go see one of Ludovic's first shows. And he had this spiderweb dress. And I just remember the... The setting was so beautiful and the music choices. I think he was playing like Enrique and Calacius or something, but it was just like poetic and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. It's so nice to see like a friend come up and just witness like the journey of their show. Even going to I, going to see one of Delara's shows right. is is so great. You know what I mean? Like seeing seeing a friend of yours like grow in front of your eyes and witnessing that. So it's really like pick your... I mean, I can't decide. Yeah. It's so I've been to some awful shows too. 
that I would that I were waste of time. I don't think I have yet. You have which one? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we have. I did. I forgot about that. that. I did erase that from my mind. Good for you. Wow. That was awful. I've only been to a handful of shows and I'm like, somehow erase that. That's crazy. That was really bad. Because it was just like the clothes were just like, what (laughs) is that? Like, where is she going? Like, what? I wasn't wearing eyelashes either for some reason. We got ready in the car. But it was like, where is she? Who? And then the music was like Berghain. That was But it was like the weirdest like Upper East Side Lady Clothes. Yeah, like for like sweater normal girl. And and then 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 it's like I was like, who even like what? It was comment below what you think that one was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean fashion shows are like my favorite thing ever. Like I'm it's just so fun to go and experience 99.9% of the time especially I feel like knowing the person that's doing it like you were saying makes it way better yeah of course like 100% can you you like even know I mean even walking the circus show with Moschino here in LA knowing Jeremy like on sort of a more normal level and then seeing him Go and you're gonna be fierce and you're gonna be this and you're giving this and you're giving attitude and you're working and you're smooching and you're, you're this is the mood board this is how you should walk this is how you should look and yeah. like you're seeing your friend like go into this work mode and, and like transform their vision live to an audience on a monitor and you're like seeing them like give the direction and give the movement and, and like really translate their vision is like yeah it's fucking cool yeah it really is and sometimes I'll like be with my friends that are designers and stuff and I'll like be partying or something and i'll just look at them and be like i can't believe you did do that, that. Yeah. yeah like it's yeah. so yeah. crazy and i'm like what the hell like, that was so fierce i know yeah i love just i like love fashion art artistries fashion, fashion artistries more to come perhaps who knows oh honey or are fe- my fashion days oh i don't know no i'm going in february and you're coming we'll see <laughs> yeah it'll be fun well this has been an amazing episode Q&A, some great questions. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, if you want to ask us some questions, check out our Patreon. So fun over there. Yes. I loved, I love answering questions. I love answering yeah. questions about so myself. Fun. Love talking about myself. That's what this show was all about. Oh, yeah, baby. Yes. Um, we love you guys so much. Thank you guys for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. Check out the Patreon. We got exclusive content. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week. Bye, Gorge. Bye, Gorge. Mwah. No, Gorge.